Welcome. You're listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Visit us on the web at vedanta.org. Om Sahana Vavatu Sahana Punastu Sahaviryam Karvavahe Good evening, everybody. And uh, till six o'clock, I, I wasn't sure what topic should I choose for this spiritual talk. I mean, just a talk. <laughs> and uh, our friend, one of our friends suggested, in fact, he asked me, what is this vasanas and samskaras? We often use these terms and we often read about these terms and we often to a certain extent, know also these. And uh, so I said, yeah, this is a nice subject matter for the spiritual talks. Spirituality, I mean, yes, uh, we know that if you can think of yourself as a spirit, and live like a spirit, that is spirituality. But to attain to that, you have to undergo a long course of practice. And the practice merely consists of, as practice uh, does, kind of a repetitive behavior. Slowly, slowly, building up a set of spiritual impressions. Okay, now what's a spiritual impression? So that which takes us to the to spirituality is spiritual impressions. Now where do these impressions lie? I think we've done this before, but uh, I'll recapitulate. We have something called the inner organ. Atakarana. We have these instruments, hands and feet and eyes and all these things. They are the sense organs. And we have a mind and the buddhi, the chitta and ahankar. These fourth things are the inner instrument. These are the external instrument. And the inner, inner instrument is mind, intellect, memory, and the sense of I. Yeah, uh, it's not wrong, it's not bad, it's necessary because this I ties all your experiences together. <laughs> You'll have. You'll have a crazy time <laughs> trying to harmonize who do, 
does this belong to? Oh, did I do this? No, no, I have not done it. <laughs> it come. So, <clears throat> these impressions we are talking about, they lie layer after layer. We have laid them down in the chitta. That's the, you can say, mind stuff. And over and over and over we have done certain things and they lie down. They fructify according to the intensity of the deed. Now when, my, when we do something like what we are doing now, on the conscious plane we are listening to this talk. From the conscious plane this consciousness goes down in the subconsciousness. There we are. That's the impression. Simple as that. That becomes memory. But in many systems, we have the feeling that, okay, it's just a memory. In Indian thought Indian philosophy, no memory lies without potency. Things will emerge. So we have some action and then it is gone down to the subconscious level, layer, conscious layer, it goes down to the subconscious layer. Now if it's an intense action, then you might get an immediate reaction. So the law of karma also comes to play in this. Karma, karma fala. I have done something 20 years ago and I don't even remember what I've done. But certain things either pull me, you know, effortlessly towards something on. I want or sometimes drag me down. If I've done something good, they are like my guardian angels pushing me on. Oh, you go there. And if I've done something, <laughs> so according to Patanjali, impressions, sanskaras, are of three types. Black, White and black and white. Black we know. It's always associated with something bad. And white is something else, good. And black and white is kind of on neutral ground sometimes. So in this chitta, we have laid down impressions. Everything that we have ever thought of, everything that we have done, everything we have dreamed, everything we have imagined, everything lies there. Not only in your present life, but these go back to your past lives also, layers after layers after layers. Lie down. It's a vast house. So, when we talk about spirituality, 
it is turning away from some of the samskaras that we have created. Now, are these crystallized, you can say, impressions forever like chains? They can be broken. There is no irreversibility of a cause and effect. The cause is there, but that can be countered with another impression or another thought. Holy Mother and even Sri Ramakrishna speaks about if you are destined to have a wound with a plowshare, if you take the name of God, you get a, you get through with a pinprick. But you have to get a pinprick. You just cannot escape totally unscathed. So this is countering one set of sanskaras, countering another set. So here we have these spiritual samskaras we are laying down. Now, you may say, am I to be forever, you can say, bound to all my phobias, all my impulses? You know, these things, they leach out from the subsoil of the mind. And the impellers, since they are subconscious, uh, <laughs> they also impel you subconsciously. You, you might not know. You don't know. Generally, we don't know how it gives us our orientations, how it builds up our personalities, how it builds up character. But this is a great, you can say, advantage that we have created something and now we can recreate ourselves for ourselves. So the law of karma is not a law of bondage, but it's a law of freedom. Now gradually we keep on laying down spiritual samskaras because we want to get into spirituality. So every time you chant the name of God, every time you think about Him, every time you sing a hymn, every time you'll see the picture of God or His associates or prophets, anything. You see your temple also. Anything which reminds you of God is laying down spiritual samskaras. Simple as that. You read something, you listen to something, as you keep on laying down these spiritual samskaras. They first counter the old impressions. So it's like na, one thought comes up here. And then it's countered with another thought. Maybe a kind of old worldly thought. Fifty years ago, somebody had pushed me. 
I was a kid and somebody pushed me and fell down. I still remember that. When I'm meditating, oh, hey, that one. <laughs> so as I keep on taking the name of the Lord, what happens is, I counter that and it's like a kind of a lock and key. I tie it down and it sinks down. There it goes. You don't have to bother about it now. It's called Pratipaksha Bhavana. That is in uh, the Yoga Sutras. Uh, the, the author Patanjali talks about you counter one thing with another. It's a long sutra. You start countering one. So as you keep on building your spiritual samskaras, you keep on countering these old things which arise. Certain things which are there, they're there. <laughs> yes. Now these impressions which are here. You see, uh, yesterday in fact uh, I was talking to somebody about Oh, so many years have passed. Nothing seemed to be happening. Oh, Swami, 40 years. <laughs> and I was like, why? 40 years? Nothing has happened. Definitely something has happened. Yes, but uh, not the way I had expected. The heavens will open and light will pour and there will be sound of trumpets and there, hallelujah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing like that. <laughs> so I told that lady a, a small story. There was a monk and he was initiated by his guru and his guru gave the mantra and also told him where to go and practice that, that mantra. So he never said he go and sit on the asana in a quiet place in a darkened room or in a thing. He said, go and stand in neck deep water in the river. There. So he takes his rosary mala and he keeps on standing in neck deep water and day in and day out he keeps on doing this. Years pass, 12 years pass. The the fish have gotten used to him. Whenever he uh, descends the water, they nibble at his <laughs> dead skin and this and that. And After 12 years, yes, discussion, nothing happened. 12 years standing in neck deep water and doing my japa. So he got disgusted. One day he came, climbed the river bank and he enters a small temple, the Shiva temple. And he throws that rosary over that Shiva Linga, saying, enough. I've had nothing. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> he turns to go and he hears a voice saying, my son, all these years what you have done is, is nothing but you have countered one set of impressions with another set of impressions. You now go back to your place and keep on doing that. You will get the results. So he 
returns <laughs> to the temple, picks the rosary up, goes back to his place in neck deep water and starts to and then he sees he's starting getting the results of his spiritual practices. So many times we feel, what's happening? Nothing is happening. Oh, uh, somewhere deep down, we have not been very truthful to ourselves. <clears throat> we want God also, and a little this also, that, uh, a little money. Like there was Hazra saying, yeah, God has so many things. Uh, he can give a little money also. What's that? He had taken a few loans, you know, bank loans. And he wanted, uh, he wanted through Japa to have his loans, you can say, written off. <laughs> he was a very fine character. <laughs> Very hilarious, but that's a different story. So what we do is, we have these worldly samskaras and we have these spiritual samskaras. Now when you're talking about samskaras, now we know where they reside. They reside in a antakkar, in the chitta. Now, there are different versions There are in the Sankhya's, the Sankhya system, they say it, they lie as seeds in the buddhi, in the intellect. And that's why the buddhi gets crooked or straight or whatever. And they lie as adrishya, unseen, kind of a potency is there. But this chitta, the samskaras go down inside. Swami Vivekananda gives the example of a, a child is learning the piano. And she, first she keeps on looking at the keys and pressing them carefully. After a while, she can even look around and play. What was started consciously have become subconscious action there. I think this is clear. Now, these impressions, which are in the mind stuff, are in four forms. There are some which go to sleep. Prasupta is called. They a thousand years ago, uh, those things are still lying down there. <laughs> oh yes, we've, we've got a long history. We think uh, our history is written only in a genetic code. No. It's written in a mental self also. A whole history. So, one is prasupta. They are, supta is to sleep. They are lying low. Then they say, don't disturb a sleeping dog. You know? if, if a dog is nicely sleeping, don't disturb him because if you disturb him, he'll start barking. So, don't go there. 
and many uh, even j krishnamurti and all these thing don't go there down this these are all the dark places because if you go there you'll get caught so these are the sleeping you can say experiences of us there in the subsoil of the mind prasupta there are some which have become weakened they were experiences it's called tanu they were they were there but after a long lapse of time and uh, getting friendly with some other impressions they have become weak or like i have got a great desire for chocolate ice cream and this is ha ha and i see a chocolate ice cream and the whole the desire comes but my doctor said no sweets you've got diabetes there so that impression has come the desire has come but there is another one which has come and so my desires weakens gradually even after a few months looking at the chocolate ice cream will not <laughs> get me agitated so i know they have become weak and this is what is actually required in spiritual can life you start weakening your old negative experiences and gradually they become weak where even if they raise their head you can hit them now and so we have the prasupta and we have the tanu and we have the vichinna vichinna is like you know all our knowledge is kind of is a network one thought one action linked with everything else so swami vivekananda gives the example of it is called in the nyaya in the, by the nyaya philosophers the logicians as you can say vyapti that is in the sense one wave in the mind gives rise to multiple waves i see a rose and then I, all those impressions all those experiences related to a rose they come up they all link and then the rose is linked with the lotus flower and the lotus flower with the mango tree and the mango tree with the jackfruit tree and jackfruit tree with the coconut tree there you go you are meditating nicely and then one thought comes and then you don't even know what happened you are looking at shri ramkrishna and there you have gone shri ramkrishna is here but you you've gone somewhere else and it works so fast ane jade kham manaso jabiya the mind is extremely fast it takes you and after why oh then you've got to tell yourself oh i did some good meditation <laughs> you weren't actually meditating so we need to understand this that vichinan and there are some things uddharanam that is one thing has become magnified by constantly thinking on it 
constantly desiring that particular thing one impression has become so magnified so dominant it fills the mind up you forget everything else but that thing seizes you and drives you day in and day out you are under the grasp of this impression so expanded that's that's how swami vivekananda explains it expanded so one thing and uh, we we also know it in in its in our experiences how something comes or takes over and and we are like automatons we don't have a say in the matter actually this is what happens with the subconscious mind hardly any control and the subconscious mind has layers and it's like the conditioned consciousness the pre-consciousness the but for our purposes just conscious and the subconscious there the impressions are there you a part of your story lies which you have created now there are those impressions which are related to you and there are impressions related to others there are two things one is they fall in two categories one is this called gyanashay and karmashay ashaya is kind of a receptacle all impressions knowledge impressions are in one receptacle and the karma receptacle karmashay is in another kind of a receptacle now it's not compartmentalized please remember that it's very fluid but to give example the knowledge of this mic if i know it properly will not obstruct me from realizing brahman but if i say this mic belongs to me and i am not going to share it it becomes that knowledge impression become a karma impressions because you have injected it with that venom that's going to fructify later on so patanjali is very clear that these are the gyanashay so that's why saying you must pursue every type of knowledge that will not obstruct you knowledge for knowledge sake because knowledge gives one happiness but the moment you say oh this is mine or oh i want to harm somebody with this knowledge or harm myself with that knowledge then it becomes a karmashay it it will give rise to those you can say fruits later on so this is what we need to safeguard they are in a way huge can say it's called sanchita sanchana collect all collected and from that collection we take a little of that and bring it out here 
agamiz karma your agamini karma and then once we build a body up is called a prarabdha karma that karma which has begun it's fructifying now how and we are working out our karmas through our bodies every time we speak every time we do anything our experiences are exhausting the store of karma sanchita coming but what happens is instead of getting exhausted at times we create something new and we redeposit that stuff there that's the reason why we are caught up in this whole you can see mess so sanchita agamini karma and prarabdha karma so here we are but do we have to take up one impression at a time and work it out is going to be infinite length of time <laughs> no impressions coalesce into a group swami vivekananda gives example of like you hear you see the wave and hear a wave, the wave it's a the huge roar but one wave is composed of millions and millions of smaller waves you got it a uh, million and million smaller waves come make a big wave like million and million and billion and billions of small small cells make us similarly million so sometimes when to an intense experience a lot of karma gets exhausted in one go <sighs> and if you can do keep on doing that <laughs> you're getting freer and freer from so this is this this is the basic dynamics of how things work out and how things are created here we cannot blame anyone else no one else especially god what is god doing what is he making me suffer like this why you can't you see all the people suffering <laughs> so yeah that's a that's what we rail against the problem of evil and there are hundreds and hundreds of reasons why we should rail against god isn't he compassionate isn't he loving isn't he kind why is he making us suffer like this yeah he is and he is he is. the problem with us is we like to have a nice compassionate and sweet and lovely god ah so beautiful so nice ah you look at him you melt why should god be like that why can't he god be a destroyer also once shram krishna he say used to pray to the divine mother me show me maya ha to forward narada had got into trouble when he asked shri krishna show me maya and you know that story in which is 
related in the Gyan Yoga. I think Gyan Yoga. Narada goes and then for 12 years he's happy. Ha <laughs> he's happy. And then suddenly he wakes up. What? That story I can, I can tell some other time. But 12 years had passed, but in his, in his mind, but actually only half an hour had passed. So he suddenly wakes up and what happened? So Sri Ramakrishna used, used to pray. So one day he's saying, I'm sitting down in the Panchavati, the five groves. And he sees from the Ganges, the river, a very beautiful woman emerge. And as she emerges out, he's captivated by her. And then she emerges out of the water, comes on the bank, and he sees that she's pregnant. She comes, and there on the bank, she gives birth to a child, and with great tenderness, she nurses the child. And in a twinkling of her eye, she takes on a terrible form. She takes a child and masticates it, chews it, swallows it, and nonchalantly walks back in the Ganga and disappears there. Ah. Why shouldn't it be like that? Why do you want everything to be nice and sweet? We are not babies. And over and over, Sri Ramakrishna was, uh, Swami Vivekananda was saying, uh, there is no such thing as a comfortable religion. And religion is the last place for comfort. Don't come to the religion for comfort. <laughs> you can go somewhere else. You can go to a movie, you can go to the <laughs> Super Bowl also. In religion, you've got to face yourself. Why is the suffering? Why is the evil? The answer is reflected back to you. There you are. So that's why religion makes us strong. First we face ourselves. And once we have learned to face ourselves, there is no power in this universe greater than us. So that's the reason why this question of why is there so much suffering? Why is there evil? In Hinduism, it doesn't occupy a big chunk in our theology. We simply dismiss it off. As products of Maya, what Sri Ramakrishna saw was Maya, Mahamaya. This is what it is. Both the beautiful and the terrible aspects. And that's what Kali is. On you know? one hand, she's, she's taking, take it easy. Another hand, she's there all out to beat you up. So we've combined both these aspects, the terrible and beautiful. After a while of spiritual practices, you transcend both these things. They're all relative. At one point of time, something that is really good turns sour and bitter, like love. Everybody running for love, the whole world running for love. It's in the movies and in literature and 
poetry and this and that and give a person love and then after a while it turns so sour probably bitter and then rancid and then eh, cops you don't get out of that love because there was the idea of selfishness in that true love is god true love is sacrifice without sacrifice there is no love and here in our in our way of loving things and people is love me like swami said love me love my dog also so if you don't love me and love my dog out <laughs> so the idea of self has come inside and is nothing but self aggrandizement you try to draw everything to whereas love has to be sacrificed it has to go out so one example and which is important to <laughs> everything is relative everything yes everything is relative Swami Vivekananda said, "Don't mope about because you did something wrong. Maybe in those circumstances you had to do it. Now you don't keep on crying. I did this, and I'll tell you, nice. You can say, I don't know whether it really happened or no, but." Uh, this is part of a long tradition amongst the nath sampradaya that is these nath they have they are the yogis they are called the kanfata yogis that is they pierce their ears and they wear big earrings and they worship that dattatreya uh, one of the incarnations of god and they have their headquarters at gorakhpur there's a goraknath and matsyendranath and this whole line of the chief minister of uttar pradesh is one of that of the nath sampradaya he got into the politics and <laughs> he is yogi adityanath so they call themselves yogi and aditya whatever and nath nath is always there so gorakhnath gorakhnath or gorakshanath one of the it's just a kind of a, the same person he was one day going across a meadow and at the far end of the meadow he is seen there was a cremation ground he seen a, a poorly dressed real thin person with matted hair weeping oh pingala oh ping he goes and what is oh pingala oh pingala oh pingala so he says what happened so this person simply ignores this yogi pingala and pingala and they say then this gorakhnath 
he was the great yogi he inquired who is this he was a king he was a local king pingala was his wife she died and now he is mourning for her he is neglecting all his kingly duties the kingdom is going to ruin so do something the people said do something about <laughs> he said after a while he said okay you it tells one of his disciple go to the marketplace and get a nice earthen pot paint it beautifully with all the designer so he did that and goraksana takes that pot and and walks towards the cremation grounds and there is that old king old king is the king <laughs> and he is weeping pingala pingala so goraksana takes his pot and pretends to stumble and fall fall but then that earthen pot crashed and goraksana oh my beautiful pot oh what a beautiful pot it has served me so much and what will i do without you and he kept on weeping so this king suddenly So what are you doing? So I'm weeping for my pot. Then Gorasan, what are you doing? I'm weeping for my queen. It's the same thing. You're weeping for your queen. I'm weeping for my pot. How dare you equate my queen with your pot? <laughs> your pot is worth two paise. That is two cents. I say your pingala is worth. One cent, I can get hundreds of them. Pot? It's impossible. You can get hundreds of pots. Yeah, I can get hundreds of pingalas also. You see, and they kept on. So the king got so annoyed. Do you know who I am? I'm the king of this place. Say, oh, you are the king. You, you're king. You're a fool. And he got even more annoyed. Now. He's saying, "I can give you two cents. You can go and buy a pot, and then leave this place alone. Let leave me in peace. Don't disturb me." So, so I don't want your two cents. I want my original pot back. And what about this uh, pingala, pingala, pingala? Is stupid. And then what he did with his yogic powers. he creates a hundred pingalas all clones all look alike and the king <laughs> he wanted one pingala now you got 99 more and ha and each one do you remember this do you remember we ate this do you remember we uh, we uh, we did this and when you have a hundred pingalas Saying, take them away, take them away. But I thought you wanted to do your pingala. Why one pingala? Take a hundred. Saying, no, I don't want them. I don't want them. Take them away. Take them away. So okay, he withdraws them all. 
He could have left one behind. <laughs> he withdraw all of them. Finish it over. Then the king say, "Who are you?" I saying, "That is not important. You go back to your kingdom and start ruling the subjects." Saying, "No, I I want to I want to come me." I want to come along with you. Say no, no, it's okay. But how did you do all these things? Saying, you see, what happened was your constant thought about Pingala, 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 Pingala had concentrated the mind, and you had forgotten everything else. i needed to replace that pingala with another ideal that was all that was all see yes that was all so this is a lesson in spiritual life when we do something in a very intense concentrated in a engrossed way all these other impressions whatever they are they lie down below they are subdued nirodha is a long it's a it's a long story but they are subdued and instead of pingala if we say ram krishna ram krishna ram krishna ram krishna what happens is this ramkrishna this spiritual samskaras they become real and all these things which i spoke about that tanu and prashupta and vichinna dharanam all these things become unreal and they seem oh they're just memories 20 years ago something happened it embarrassed me and i was so embarrassed i didn't want to see see anybody i didn't want to show my face to anybody now the whole thing seems so unreal just a kind of a dream so as your spiritual samskaras keep on growing larger and larger the storehouse getting larger and larger and larger is suppressed you will find your old samskaras kind of unreal kind of dream like quality and the moment you keep on building these things for you ramkrishna has become most real of all real realities and everything else becomes secondary slowly 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 it's like something we possessed and we kept in our drawer and we forgot in long time back and after years we open it oh oh it's here oh so nice i keep it back and huh. there you are so all these demons which are there all the mistakes and all this thing no need to weep you keep on reorienting yourself recreating yourself there is no need to blame anybody there is no need to weep and just keep on focusing on your ister on god and as you keep on building that momentum 
I keep on building that power. So gradually, everything is coming. If you look at it from the standpoint of yoga, yoga is so difficult. Chitta vritti nirodho. My God. <laughs> this is a more easier way. In this age, as Chaitanya had declared, as Ramakrishna said, just a name. Just take God's name. It's a very powerful, you can say, you can, uh, weapon in your hand. Uh, not a weapon, I would say, the practice of japa, of taking the Lord's name. Ramakrishna, the name itself is so powerful. It, it's, it is hacking all your old samskaras. You may not know it, but it's just cutting. This name has got such power and it's so sweet. And the Lord himself is so nice. You just keep on taking his name. This is the power of the name. As we know, the power of the mantra also. So you have a combined you can say, you have double-edged sword. The mantra itself is powerful and the name itself is also so powerful. You are slowly cutting your way through your old self. And as you keep on taking the name, what happens is you will feel a kind of a lightness. See, whenever... Your body sometimes feels so heavy. And, yeah, like when you're sleeping and you want to get, you don't want to get up. And, oh, that's the burden of samskaras, simple as that. And slowly, 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 we keep on, as we, we transform ourselves, we become lighter and lighter. So these samskaras, which are in the form of three forms of tamasic samskaras, rajasic samskaras, and sattvic samskaras, we build up this sattva, light, and purity, and unselfishness, and devotion. These are the sattvic samskaras, the sattva guna. And as you keep on progressing, the sattva being in us is purified. And there we are. There's a lot of dynamics to this, but because if we, I would generally, I would have stopped here. But uh, since we have a large storehouse of impressions, just one technical thing I'd like to clarify. Uh, we have traveled much, different planes, up and down. And so, here we have Swami Vivekananda also speaking in the Raj Yoga. Suppose you do, keep on doing this good, keep on being good and those actions give you that reactions of those spiritual samskaras. 
you have not really attained the goal yet so these samskaras are going to fructify suppose these samskaras impressions cannot be fructified on this plane you will have to go to another plane you will get a kind of a god body and you go ah and you enjoy a little after a while after you've exhausted all those great you can say meritorious actions you come back down again or you have done something extremely extremely you can see evil in the sense of you harm somebody then your this body is not fit for you to experience evil you see what oh, this evil you have not experienced evil in this body cannot experience evil for a long time you can experience and then it goes you can go for a while and they get exhausted and then the wheel turns and something else comes so to experience some intense evil you'll have to take another body here yeah. and these are the nishiddham narakintanu these things which are prohibited if you do it you'll get a body which is hellish body or a fiendish body bodies which are not conducive to anything ubabhyam punya papabhyam when both the when both merit and demerit are more or less balancing each other you got a human body and this is the greatest you can say body even the gods would like to acquire a body here we are we've got it for free no you have not got it for free you have worked for it and we are blessed to have this body this life is precious we don't realize how precious it is because it has been very difficult durlabham it's very difficult will you see how the population is growing 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 the last 50 years 100 years yeah, the population even then medical science itself says that uh, human birth is miraculous it goes against all odds in the universe and you get a birth similarly against all odds we get this human body this is the best place for us to realize god this this body this world no other planes either hellish hellish or heavenish or whatever this is so we are in a unique you can say position a few impressions here and there and you are frightened of all these things like when you are children uh, somebody your mother or somebody told you about this bogey man there don't go in the dark there's a bogey man there grab you and every time we see the dark 
we get to start and then one day we go and see in the dark there is no bogeyman oh like swami vivekananda uh, he was he used to swing upside down on the tree champaka tree and then one old man saying you don't don't do that there's a there's a ghost there you'll break your neck so swami vivekananda the child and he tells his friend also if there was a ghost there brahma daitya ghost of a brahmin our necks were a long time we have been broken because we've been doing this for a very long time old man don't have to worry about it so this is what we break our illusions certain things were there all these impressions which i have spoken about at one point of time when love of god knowledge of god dawns everything collapses everything this thousand and thousand and thousand years of darkness shri ram krishna says you light a matchstick and is immediately dispelled this is what is spiritual life and in this age it has become easy oh yes it's very easy now oh, really it's very easy <laughs> yeah but like somebody told me 40 years swami nothing has happened ah. actually it has become easy shri ram krishna says you take one step towards god god takes 10 steps towards you you may not know it now we are being lifted and pulled by the power of ram krishna when an avatar descends on this earth holy mother says it don't come to dance a little and have those cheese balls no soaked in syrup he doesn't come for that he comes to liberate souls and we we should feel blessed that we are in that ambit now better be in that don't go out <laughs> stay stay indoors taking us and uh we almost done but uh, one incident uh, holy mother was at belur math and she was in that old you can say house in belur math and she was climbing down those steps leading to the ganga to bathe suddenly she saw shri ram krishna shoot pass by her shoot pass and he entered the water and merged in it as if melted in and mother could not now enter into that because now the ganga has become ram krishna she was pondering for a while and then she sees vivekananda and other direct disciples they come and jai shri ram krishna jai shri ram they take handful of water couple of water and keeps on throwing it down to and holy mother sees innumerable people being freed when the drop of the ganga water falls on them there we are so that is what the avatar is and later on mother said it no sometimes she off hand she and then 
it was related to swami vivekananda mother said like this and suddenly swami ji became so grave mother should not have told this <laughs> there is an open secret so somehow they they, they get a group they decide on things okay you do take this part i'll take this part we'll play the whole thing drama and we'll go don't tell anybody anything let them know later on now it's up to us as we take keep on taking god's name we gradually unveil whom ourselves and we find there instead of our individuality it is god who is sitting on me om shanti 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 हरि ओम तत्सत श्रीराम यूव बिन लिस्निंग टू द वॉइस ऑफ वेदांता पॉडकास्ट फ्रॉम द वेदांता सोसायटी ऑफ साउदर्न कैलिफोर्निया थैंक्स फॉर लिस्निंग